Hello and welcome to the first episode of Magical Kingdom of Wall. I'm your host Paul and joining me uh, for this first episode is my lovely wife Lisa. Hello, what do you mean this first episode? Every episode. Well, it's the <laughs> first episode. Um, I'd just like to say to start with, uh, you may recognise me from other podcasts, uh, specifically the Diz After Dark podcasts. Um, I'm not going anywhere on those, this is just... Uh, something a little bit different, more family orientated, more lifestyle orientated, with a little bit of history thrown in here and there as well. Um, so yeah, we just we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Um, and obviously being joined by members of my family, my wife specifically uh, for these, um, it's going to be, a, it's, as I said, it's going to be a little bit different. So um, we're going to start off, we, we've got a, a holiday planned, obviously Disney. But we're going to kind of go into to where we're going and where we're staying and, and things like that and what we're looking forward to and, and stuff like that. So uh, where are we going then? We are going to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Next June. Yeah. Um, it'll be, I think, our fourth visit um, in as many years. Yeah, it'll yep. be five for me because yep. I went for the half marathon in September. You did, don't and rub it in. in fact... There'll be a, another visit for me as well, so it'll actually be number six by that point for Honestly, me. Honestly, I'd have to take up running to be able to get there as often as you do. Well, no, it's, yeah, uh, that's it's not going to happen. It's anniversary, <laughs> so I've got to be there to do some uh, some work. Yes. So we went um, for our anniversary. Was it our first or second wedding anniversary? First. I think our first, yeah. yeah. So that would have been 2011. Yeah. Then we returned in 2012, and yeah. we had a very exciting holiday planned. And I ended up being able to ride one ride, It's a Small World, due to being six months pregnant at the time, which was unexpected and came to light after we'd booked and paid. Um, but the great thing was I got my own boat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but we um, then we returned with our little one and we've decided to go back again. Yeah, we have. Um, we're actually staying somewhere new this time. Yeah, having done... The first time we went, we did Santa Fe, didn't we? we? Did, yeah, which was part of a coach tour, so yeah. we didn't get a choice on where we were staying. No, and I'd never do a coach tour again, ever, no. ever, ever. Um, and then after that, we stayed at the Sequoia Lodge, which was wonderful. We, did, we really yeah. enjoyed that a lot. Which was Christmas time, and it fitted perfectly with yes, the theme and the weather at the time. So we the really last time we did, we enjoyed that. We'd go yeah, back, wouldn't we? We would go back. Definitely. To I think that would possibly be the one so far that yeah. we would say, we definitely want to try again. And that was our best meal, I think. Yeah. Hunter's Grill. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But um, the last time we went, we stayed at the Cheyenne. We did. Um, I was really excited about that because the pictures and the theme, and it promised so much, and most of it did deliver. Paul really still does love that resort, but I do. And, for uh, me... And, and now, I think, with the, the upgrades they've done over the last, yeah. what... Yes, they were just starting when we were there, weren't they? That's right. It's a shame they hadn't got round to doing our room because that's my bugbear. You'd go back, you enjoyed it. Yeah. I'd take some convincing before I hit that hotel again. Yeah. For me, and I can sleep anywhere, believe me, Paul will attest to that fact. I sleep a lot and I can sleep anywhere, but the double bed in the room that we had is the most cripplingly uncomfortable bed I've ever slept on in my life. Yeah. And Sam was with us. Um 
he was sleeping. The bunks were great. The bunks yeah. were really massive and sturdy. They're really huge. We ended up fighting over who got to sleep on the bottom bunk and who got lumbered in the double bed with Sam. <laughs> and I wanted that bottom bunk because the double bed was awful. Um, so that was, uh, it seems like such a small thing because at the end of the day, you know, you're at Disney, you didn't go there to sleep. But I think you also need to be able to get a great night's sleep to be able to tackle the parks fully the next day. So for me, it's a big thing. It did matter. And also, place was showing some signs of wear and tear and we had nothing but issues with our door key and getting in and out of the door, which wound me up, especially when you have to hike all the way back to the reception to get those kind of problems sorted out. That, that's the issue with the, those, those two basic resorts. Yeah. Is that they are all in separate like buildings. The rooms are all separate from the, the main building. And... I think that's the the struggle with Sequoia. It, even though they're kind, it's kind of spread out. Everything leads back to that that main reception area. Whereas with the the two, the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne, you actually have to go outside to be able to get back to yeah. the to the main lobby. And I think that that was one of the the issues with those smaller. And I think it's the same in the in the US ones as well. They're all in separate buildings. But as I well. think having said that, we were very spoiled after staying at the Caribbean Beach Resort um, in yeah. Florida when you've got your um, magic band and you just yeah. pop it against the door, bang, bang, it opens, and then you're back to using the key card that doesn't yeah. go in the slot. And you have to just get it just right and pull it out, push it in. It's just like, oh, come on, door open. Which I believe, <laughs> moving on to the, the hotel we're staying in this time, um, I believe with their upgrade, they have actually introduced scanning rather than, rather than the key in a slot. I think they have actually got the the pads on the wall where you just put your key up against it rather than yep. putting your key into something. So so this time we are staying around the lake again because that's where Sequoia Lodge is uh, situated. But we've gone for Newport Bay. We have. And as I said, that's just been newly renovated. Uh, only been finished in the last six months, I think, was when it actually yeah. finished. And we managed to book. It was strange when we got on the website to book. A standard room was more expen expensive than a lakeside room. Yeah. Not sure what that's about, but obviously we booked the room with the view. Yeah, the only thing I could think with that was that they'd actually sold quite a lot of the standard rooms um, and had got less of them left than they had actually of the lakeside rooms. I don't know. I'm hoping it's not going to be that busy, but I guess we'll find out in June. Well, it's, as, as we've said, we, we have got a small child and we're, we're going outside of school holidays because he's not quite of school age yet. And um, it is outside of the school holidays, in the UK at least. Uh, I'm not sure about the French holidays, but it's definitely outside of our holidays. So Should have researched that, I guess, before we booked. But yeah. hey-ho, it well, is what it is. It's never absolutely rammed and so busy you can't move, unlike a Boxing Day in Hollywood Studios at Disney World. <laughs> that happened to yeah. us once. That was a mistake. Yeah. We won't do yeah, that again. We, we certainly won't be ever visiting the parks on a holiday. No, um, it's just it's just too much. Um, but yeah, so what are we looking forward to, and what are we not looking forward to? Um, I'm actually really looking forward to doing something different than having the breakfast that used to come with staying at Disneyland Paris. Um, I found after about the third morning of croissants and cold meats and ham and bread, 
I just could have done with beans on toast, to be honest, something warm. Yeah. And Sam wasn't eating the breakfast either, so they've actually done away, or are going to be doing away with breakfast. You've not so much done away with the breakfast. It's now no longer part of your package. You have to pay for it. Um, and I'm sure there might be a morning when we do pay for it, depending no, they on won't. what it is. But um, it's not gonna. We're not gonna do that every day. No. And um, at the end of the day, if you're gonna pay for your breakfast, I'm gonna go somewhere and pay for a decent breakfast. And yeah. we think on our first morning, we'll be off to uh, Plaza Gardens because yeah. Cafe Mickey is moving into the park. Well, Cafe Mickey's staying outside of the park, but, but it's no longer going to be the character, character breakfast. Meal. That's right. That's moving inside. So we'll book that for the first morning um, as early as possible because these days Sam wakes up at six or five, depending. Um, so get there, get the first breakfast, get into the park early. Uh, he loves the characters. He interacts with them wonderfully. And he, although he's only young, he'll be four in March, he remembers these things. He remembers going to Florida and all the characters he met. He remembers going to Paris. Um, and we... Last time we were in Paris, we ended up um, hiding in the Disneyland Hotel to get out of the cold and the rain and ended up um, going to inventions totally on a whim. And it turned out to be the best thing we've ever done. And although it was over €100 Euros for the three of us, it was the best money we ever spent as well. And he remembers that to this day. He'll talk about Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse came to us. We were the only family in this particular room. And Mickey Mouse stroked his hair and touched his face and shared his sweets with him. And he will mention it to this day. So if you've got the money, go to Inventions. It's worth it, especially if you've got little ones. If you can afford it, do it. That would be my recommendation for that. So we will definitely be returning yeah. when we go in June. We will be. And the plus point is, it has actually just gone up slightly in price. Has it? Um, but the mm. plus point is, I now have an annual pass, so we'll be getting my annual pass discount oh, yay. on those meals. So, so that works out quite well. Um, is there any other meals that we were looking at? Yep, we were looking at, and I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm just going to do it and make a fool of myself, Auberge de Cendrillon. Yeah. Anyway, where all the princesses hang out in Fantasyland. Um, and it's we've seen the picture of the outside and the inside. It looks wonderful. It looks so lovely. Paul sort of said, if we're going to have a meal, um, it's going to be Plaza Gardens. I'm not going there. It's too expensive. But I think I've managed to nag him to death. Possibly. And show him enough pictures. And we were also watching... Um, we like YouTube. We like all of the American vloggers. And we watch Geordie as well. Disneyland Paris yeah. fans, we love that. But we were watching Justin. Justin... Justin Scard. Justin Scard. Um, and his Random Land Adventures. And he spent a lot of time in Fantasyland. And by the time we'd finished watching all of his videos, we'd fallen in love with that area all over again. And I have to go there for a meal. So I think it's definitely on the plan. And I have actually got a friend who's currently working in the restaurant. So... So um, we ought to go. <laughs> I'm not sure whether she'll still be there at that point. I think she will be because she's only started in the last couple of months. So the likelihood is she will still be in there. So Yeah, so it sounds like all we're worried about is food. It's not. It's the meet and greets, <laughs> the experience that we have watching our son have a wonderful time. Because when you've got a little one, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, it certainly is. So we try and make it the best he, he can possibly have. Yeah, he's the only there. one we're going to have, so uh, yeah. we so treat him like a little prince. Enjoys it. 
So just, just want to mention as well, um, if we both sound like we have bunged up noses and we're coughing and dying, that's because we are. Uh, we're all hit with this flu bug. Um, yeah. But we've been trying to get around to do this podcast for about the last three months and it was a case of if we don't do it now, we never will. So yeah. please excuse us if we're coughing and spluttering down, right. that would explain down the microphones. If you, if you go and look at our YouTube uh, channel we have started doing a bit of vlogging but that's the reason why we're behind with those as well yeah it's because ever since we started filming we've actually been ill um we do live in great britain after all and it was like yeah. one minute it was summer and now it's minus two yeah so it always gets you hits you quite hard and with my running training outside it's it's kind of hit me but the weather's definitely <coughs> here in the uk so so what else are we looking forward to at disneyland paris um for me I absolutely uh, love when you get to the parks, if it's raining, spending time in the arcades. I think that's the best thing that they did when they built the park. I think it's fantastic. It ha they had to have something like that because it was in Europe full stop. But I love going up and down those arcades. Obviously, I love everything in the park as well. Um, but one thing that I'm not looking forward to is Pirates of the Caribbean because I won't be able to get on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, we, I don't we think. won't be able to. Um, it's currently due to go down for its its 25th anniversary refurb, refurb in, uh, in January without a reopening date at the moment. So the likelihood is that we won't be able to get on it. But you never know, we might be lucky. It was one of Sam's favourites when we went It was uh, last time. Obviously, there's some changes coming to that ride anyway, so it yeah. won't be the same ride anymore. Um, they are due to add the, uh, the movie characters to into the, the ride, yeah. Into the ride, so we're we're looking forward to seeing Jack Sparrow in there, uh, probably Barbosa. Fingers crossed that we might see Will Turner in there as well. There's been rumours that possibly it could be uh, the Jack Sparrow versus Will Turner fight from the first movie being mm. and added. There, there used to be uh, a pair of dueling pirates um, in that ride that are no longer there, but the rumour is that that's going to be replaced, and it could possibly be Jack and Will. Or there's also rumours that it could be Jack and. Um, Oh, what was his name? Bill Nye. Oh, oh, David the tentacles. Jones. Yep. David Jones. <laughs> it could possibly be that that fight. They they have included that in the the Shanghai version, um, but it's actually a, a screen. It's a screen based uh, sword fight. Yeah. Which we don't think Paris will get. Paris haven't got the money for that sort of. Paris haven't got the money thing. for anything. <laughs> yeah, Paris never have never had any money, but. They're still going and we still love it. So. Yeah, because it's really convenient for us to get there. I mean, in the past, we've always gone on the Eurostar. The last time we went, um, it was not a direct train and it was a bit of a pain in the neck. We had to change it Lille. I found it a little bit stressful, especially travelling with a little one and all the luggage they need at that age. Uh, so this time we have made the decision to fly. We'll be flying out of Luton um, and getting, what is the bus called? Uh, the Magic Shuttle. I want to call it the Magical Express. The Magical Shuttle. But it's the Ma Let's call it Le Chatel. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll be getting the bus to the resort. Uh, really, really looking forward to Newport Bay because I think we had a nosy, little nosy round there once when we were staying at Sequoia yeah. just to see what it was like. And, and it I did, did look beautiful. I did the last time we went. I was, I was looking around all the different shops, yeah. which I happened to find out that there wasn't a shop at the Newport Bay at that point. But there is the now. Refer, but the, the shop is now back. So. I like shops. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? Um, I like shops that have uh, Disney Pandora in them, but I don't think they get them in Paris yet. Paris, they, know, they, they can't use the contract here at the moment because the contract belongs to someone else. That stinks. Uh, is it Shamilla? 
I've got the, the contract oh, at the I moment. Oh, I see. Yep, yep. Um, the inferior the Disney brand. charms at the moment. <laughs> So I believe that contract is due to run out at some point in the next few years. So it's a shame it can't run out in time for June. Yeah, we shall see when when that happens. Whether they yeah. renew the contract or whether Pandora take it on. Yeah, we'll probably end up coming home with another blanket because it seems everywhere we go, we go shopping, we end up with a blanket. This time it would be really nice if they took the security tag off. Yeah. Because last time we bought a beautiful Jack skeleton fleece, got on the train. Little man settled down. We took out the blankets put over him and the security tag was on there, complete with dye. And eventually I did manage to get it off, didn't I? But I got dye on the blanket and there's a big dirty hole in it. Yeah, so, so we now kind of use it as a blackout blind <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for during the summer while, while Sam's asleep. So we need to get him a nicer fleece yeah, from Disneyland Paris. But for me, it's like coming home when we get to the park. Um, we've been to the parks in California, in Florida and Paris and... I do, I mean, my favourite park anywhere is probably California Adventure, but there's just something to be said for Disneyland Paris. Um, I enjoy hearing the different languages, you know, when you go into the attractions. Um, I, I just always find that really interesting and you soon start to really get used to it and the languages blend and you start to pick up French and understand it. So I like that aspect of it. I do think um, in the second park, the studios, that... There are areas that are very poorly utilised. Um, another way of saying it is that I think the attractions are crap, that there isn't enough in them. They've wasted the space, but there's certain parts of it that I think are absolutely phenomenal. And this is another one that when you first get in there, then go into the main doors and you're sort of on Hollywood Boulevard, but it's indoors. I love it. I love it in there. Um, and we again, we spent a lot of time in there last time we went when it got really chilly. You're indoors, you're out of the rain and the cold. And I like both parks, yeah. but it seems to me that I think the studios is like a half day park, if I'm honest. Yeah, it is. I've, I've come to love that that park for mainly for the shows that they do in there. Uh, originally, obviously, Cinemagic, which is still there, which I still love. And I always make sure that I get there um, to see that. Even even when I haven't got a lot of time, I make sure I get in there. Martin and Short. It, Martin Short, yeah. <laughs> Julie Delpy. Uh, but then there used to be Animagique, which was another great show, which Sam absolutely loved the last he time. He adored we went, that, but, didn't he? But not long after that, they actually closed that um, and they've replaced it with a new show, which I managed to get to see in September. Um, the storyline, I don't think, is quite as good as Animagique. Um, but the actual visuals of the show absolutely amazing great little cameos from other characters it's all all based around mickey mouse then and obviously the phantasmic story of him becoming the sorcerer's apprentice it kind of follows that storyline um but with a lot of new characters that have been that have come around since when fantasia came out um and i think that's it's a really great show um looking forward to to lisa and sam seeing that when we go yeah i'm looking forward to getting sam back to disney junior live on stage yeah um, he's a huge Jake and the Neverland Pirates fan and um, the last time we took him there he absolutely adored that show. Even the, though Jake's not in the show? No he's not um, but when you first get in and you're inside waiting to go into the theatre he comes out you know the, the character comes out and Princess Sophia the first yes. and it's a lot of fun. Sharky and Doc Bones well? are on the telly doing yep Doc McStuffins comes out and Sharky and Bones are up on the big screen singing all the pirate songs and they get the kids up dancing. 
and the adults, they tried to. I sat down twice and Princess Sophia kept coming over and getting me. She was about to get slapped, to be honest, but um, the kids have a wonderful time. And then when they go through to the theatre, I think, is there a Handy Manny segment? Yeah, Handy Manny. Winnie uh, the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, the, the old... Disney Junior Winnie the Pooh version. Yeah, then there's, there's Clubhouse, of course. Yeah. yeah, with all the big, the big five. Is it that? Yeah. Yeah, and then there is. What else was there? Uh, I feel like feel like we're missing something. Yeah, there is. There was another one, and I can't remember what it is. But it was just great fun. Like there's a scene in um, the Winnie the Pooh section where it's a blust- <laughs> blustery day in the hundred acre wood, and all leaves start to fall from the ceiling, and. It, you know, it starts to, you get the wind going through the auditorium. The kids just loved it so much. It's a lot of fun. And I can't wait to take Sam back because he, he just loved it so much. He fell asleep a lot the last time we were there. So we're yeah. hoping he'll be a bit more alert this yeah. time because he'll be a bit older. And there, there is still some great rides in, in the studios because you've got yeah. Tower of Terror, obviously, is a is a staple of the parks now. Um uh, Crush's Coaster, which I still haven't managed to get on because no. the queues are always so long. Um, then obviously you've got the, the Toy Story Land. Oh, don't forget Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon, we'll, Kidding. we'll forget about that. <laughs> um, you've got, obviously, the, um, as I said, the Toy Story Land with RC Racer, uh, Toy Soldier Drop and, and those things. And then obviously the newest ride in that park is Ratatouille. Is Ratatouille. Yep. Um, which is at the moment sounding like it could possibly end up in Florida in the next few years. I wouldn't be surprised. We really enjoyed that ride. I have to say that from all the Pixar films, Ratatouille is right up there for me. Uh, my favourite is Up, very, very closely followed by Wally and then Ratatouille. And when I say this, Paul will say, where's Toy Story on the list? Where indeed? Uh, those, those are my favourites. I love Ratatouille. Um, when we got there this time, and we saw the Ratatouille for the first time. Oh my God! It's an amazing part of the park. It's absolutely fantastic. And I think I think that's that's the issue with that park is that that area is so well themed. Everything else it, looks rubbish. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> makes the rest of the park look a bit. Yeah, poor. it does need some work. Um, but yeah, we've seen it before. It happened with California Adventure. Yeah. And I think eventually, once Paris starts to get claw its way back, or whether it does end up being fully bought by the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. Uh, I think something will happen with that part that will turn it into something more akin to California Adventure. Going back to Ratatouille, I would actually like to go there and eat in the restaurant and have Ratatouille. I know you, you're a bit like uh, about yeah. it, but I think it's just something that once you've done it, you know, I'd just like to get in there, experience the ambience and yeah, just say I I've, have. I've had friends that have eaten in there and they've enjoyed it, so... I think it's we would. Definitely on, the, definitely on the list for a future yeah. future visit, I think. In June. It's definitely on the list yeah. for June. <laughs> we shall see. With the, the bookings we already are planning, then it might have to wait until the next one. But be all right. But yeah, at some point we, we will eat in there, I'm sure. We will. Um, and I think that's that's really it for the Paris, yeah. Paris talk for now, because as I said, we're still six, seven months out before we go. Yeah, it's so. a while, yeah. I mean, we fly on a Monday. Um, I suppose the plus point with the Eurostar is that you know the set time it's going to be. You're going to arrive in time uh, to have a whole afternoon at the parks, whereas the plane is later. But we'll have all of Tuesday, all of Wednesday, all of Thursday, a lot of Friday. And to be honest, for me, that's all you need out there, unless you're planning on doing excursions out into Paris or to the outlet shopping village thing. Um, that is all you need. We'll dip into Hollywood Studios a couple of times. Hollywood Studios. Oh, 
Poor Disney Studios. I know. I know. See, this is the thing. When you've been to the mall, they all just... I'm still used to calling the other one MGM in Florida. But, yeah. Walt Disney Studios. Um, We will dip into there a few times. We'll definitely spend a good morning going round. And then we'll go back in and do our favourite things like... Uh, Sam really enjoyed meeting Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, And we were chasing Mary Poppins and Bert around, but we still didn't get a picture. But we managed to get Mary Poppins in the Disneyland Hotel. We did. And Merida. Yeah. Which was very awesome. So uh, we always do that, by the way. That's a top tip. If you're in the parks and you're cold, you're tired, you just want to sit down, you want to get away from everybody, it's not quite comfortable enough in the arcade, just pop into Disneyland Paris Hotel. Nobody bats an eyelid. Whether you're staying there or not, it doesn't matter. There are, I mean, you walk in to the foyer, there's the absolutely fantastic grand lobby. There are sofas everywhere and chairs all down there. Go up a level and you'll find little sofas and chairs in all different nooks and crannies. Then walk along the bridge and you'll find the shop. You'll find all little, just sort of alcoves with sofas and stuff. Take a break, take a load off, sit down, chill out, get warm. Carry on walking down and you'll find yourself in the bar. And, of course, that's how we happened upon inventions. So although we'd love to stay there, odds are eh, maybe we'll manage a night once (laughs) as a special treat. But we can't afford to stay there um, all the time. So we just go in and make the most of being able to get away with it, really, and make use of the facilities and everything. Um, But going back to our booking briefly before we move on to another subject... I think we got a really good deal this time. They are doing uh, two nights free when you book two nights. Um, Sam goes free, so that's great. Food isn't included in any way, shape or form. But as I said, we are okay with that. Because Paul has got the annual pass, we made the booking just for me and Sam. Because what they try to do is you do the booking and your tickets are automatically included. Well, Paul doesn't need them. So when we get to Paris, we'll just add him onto the room and we have to pay something called city tax which is normally a negligible amount, to be honest. It's like 10 euros at the most. Um, So we got, I think, was it about 700 quid-ish? Yeah. Maybe a bit over. 20, I think. Yeah, so that's for four nights, five days in park. Obviously, we're in the Newport Bay, so it's one of the nicer hotels. Really good deal, I think. Um, We booked through the Walt Disney Travel Company online, £150 deposit. So it's all booked now. We managed to get the deal. Uh, book now you know two nights free and all the rest of it and you get till is it february april april you get till april yeah. to pay and then you go in june so days. yeah it makes yeah, it really up. really manageable don't go through a third party book with disney direct and you also get 10 percent off the, at the disney store with that booking don't you yes so yeah why wouldn't you do it and you have the option as well online at the time to book all the extras but yeah. we're just going to hang back and then call and make our reservations yeah, i think and, and due to the fact that as i said i have got that annual pass it will actually be cheaper to us for us to pay when we get there for for any food yes because i'll be able to get my discount off of it and money off merchandise so, as well so yeah, yeah that's our parish trip anyway we're really looking forward to it and obviously when we're there we're going to do some vlogging you can expect a trip report when we get back. We'll take lots of pictures and um, one day we'll probably go back and try the New York Hotel. Yep, which that's now going into its its refurb. It's actually going to close completely. Yeah, and I must admit, when we were looking at booking, it was a toss-up between Newport Bay and New York. And we just said to Sam, and I know there's only three, but sometimes if we can't <laughs> settle something, we'll just throw it to him. And he just said, Newport Bay. 
he wants to go to the pirate boat hotel so that's where we've ended up going turns out just as well really because new uh, new york's going to be under refurb yeah. so there we are yeah. so, and i'm just gonna have some water because i'm dying so <coughs> that's our that's our trip planning um for this bit this is that we're moving on to the bit that's kind of different to what a lot of people do i think yes uh we don't really sit here a lot of this on the podcast i listen to 20 30 different disney podcasts um and you don't really hear about this kind of thing it's it kind of is moved away so I'm going to pass over to my lovely wife because I don't actually know anything about this. So, I'd first like to say that there's a lot that you don't know a lot about. But when it comes to shopping and ladies' things, definitely not. Christmas comes around and I give you a list, don't I? And yeah. uh, that's how we manage. But um, the latest thing that I'm loving in the world of Disney at the moment is um, collaboration with Kath Kidson because I'm a huge Kath Kidson fan. Handbags, purses, tea towels, mugs hair slides, hair clips, everything, toiletries, toilet bags. I just love Kath Kids and stuff. So when I saw that they were doing a collaboration with Disney, I was over the moon. And the first collection was a Winnie the Pooh collection sold out in one day. It was all gone. I went on to buy something and literally all that was left were baby grows and some other weird stuff. And, and I was like, where's all the stuff gone? All sold out online, in stores. It was so popular. It happened so quickly. <coughs> Pardon me. So this time I am prepared because their second limited edition collection is a Mickey and Minnie collection. Now, it goes um, online 8pm on Friday the 2nd of December, but this is an online private pre-sale. The only way that you can get online to be able to view the things and buy them is by registering. Then you'll get a link emailed to you and off you go, go shopping, try and get something before everybody else does. Now, I've been having a look at the sneak peek of what's going to be available and it's amazing. We're talking handbags, there's jumpers, dresses, cardigans, tea towels, mugs, they've got home collection, fashion collection. There's going to be stuff for kids. And although you've got the Kath Kids and Florals in there, and of course, polka dots and the reds and the navy blues, you know, all looking very striking. Some of the design work that I've seen focuses on what they're, they're the main thing of the the main theme of the collection, and that is Mickey and Minnie go to London for a holiday. And so you've got um, beautiful designs that feature the London Eye, uh, the Beef Eaters. You've got bright red London buses on there and the black taxis and everything, and it just looks magical and fantastic. And even if I only get a tea towel and a mug, I will be getting something. <laughs> I'm not missing out this time. Can't afford it, but I'm doing it. Because as I say, this is limited edition. Once they're gone, that's it. You can't get them. Um, expect it to sell on, out online pretty quickly, to be honest. But there might still be some available in store. It goes on general sale on the 3rd of December, but it will sell out quickly. Take it from me. The Winnie the Pooh one just like vanished offline within days. And it will go. So if you want to get a piece of that and you want to get in on it, go onto the Kath Kids website now. You can sign up to get the um, the email to register for the private online sale. And um, yeah, if you want a piece of that, don't delay. Don't think, oh, there'll be something there. You know, I can just log on and I'm sure I'll find something. It will go within hours. And the people that have got the pre-sale email that can get to the private pre-sale first will get first dibs on all the best stuff. Hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on some. Then we'll blog about it. I'll put some pictures on the website. By the way, you can visit our website at any time. 
It's www.magical-kingdoms.com. And on there, we've, we've got links to everything, to our vlog, to this podcast, to all of the restaurant reviews, hotel reviews. We regularly put news up on there, but we also put stuff about Kath Kidson. So it's worth going on, having a look, because I've still got stuff on there from the Winnie the Pooh collection. If you go on Kath Kidson, you're not going to find it, but there's images on there from the first collection. So definitely have a look. Definitely check it out for the ladies out there. It's going to be a beautiful collection. Wonderful. I recommend it. So, and also considerably cheaper than Dooney and Burke. I do love Dooney and Burke and I do want one of their bags, but these are going to be considerably cheaper. So, uh, having said all that, that's about all there is on that subject. Are there I, any uh, favourite pieces? Um, from what I've seen, here's some pictures. Let's have a look. The sad part is, um, the clothes never go up to my size, so I'll just pretend they don't exist. But I'm just looking at, as sad as it may seem, the tea towels are gorgeous. Look at them. They're absolutely beautiful. Polka dot, you know, there's lots of the strong black and the red with the white polka dot. There's mugs for Mickey and Minnie that look fantastic. I love them. Um, my favourite piece is, I keep looking at this one particular wash bag. And when I look at it, just trying to see the picture better. I can't really tell, but I think it's got all the little flowers and then little Mickey and Minnie heads yeah. in there. It looks say, absolutely it looks, gorgeous. It kind of looks like uh, Minnie's possibly sniffing the flowers. <laughs> That'd be cool. But look, this is the collection I was talking about. I'm looking at a big tote bag and it's got like a cream white background. And um, you've got all of the London... Uh, landmarks greyed out but on there you know in charcoal grey then you've got the bright red mickey you know on there checking it out i can see tower bridge i can see big ben i can see the london eye there's a taxi there so that is quintessentially british and fantastic and look that looks like a little cushion maybe i'd yeah. love that for the living room that would be awesome we've got a cushion that needs replacing so that would fit there wonderfully um, I can also see in the children's department, beautiful nightwear, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, there's an umbrella, phone cases, uh, looks like luggage tags, key rings. Yeah, case. those look like tablet cases and stuff, don't they? And then there's another wash bag collection. This is actually based on an existing Kath Kidson design. It's the blue background with the hearts and the flower. But then you've got Mickey and Minnie kissing. Which is absolutely gorgeous. I can see cards, stationery, just all kinds of lovely, lovely stuff. Um, just looks absolutely fantastic. So it's saying on here their categories are going to be fashion and bags, home, and kids. So don't miss out because I like getting limited edition things, and I definitely will be this time. So, yeah. I think that will uh, be a continuing trend with us. We'll be looking at possibly stuff that you can find in the UK that possibly you can't find in the States. Um, I know there's there's a few shops. Primark tend to have a huge range of Disney, of Disney oh, yes. stuff. Uh, someone that we like that absolutely loves uh, the Primark Disney stuff. Oh, Jen yes. Tracker. The trackers. Um, yeah. So I know she loves the Primark stuff. So we might do some stuff around Primark. I know there's a new Vans shoe collection coming out that we're going to be blogging about in the in a very short while i think yes yes i've just signed up to get their 
pre-sale information as well. So, they so look yeah, amazing. We're, we're definitely going to be sticking to this kind of thing for yeah. future episodes and, and yeah. for other things, for the vlogs and for the, for the blog as well. Um, so this, this next bit, I think, I think this is, is my Disney. Yes, yes. Um, I love the history of the parks. I, it's not so much about what I'm seeing then, it's about what's come and what's, what's been and what's gone and, and even what's coming. I think that's, that for me is, is quintessentially Disney. It's about <coughs> what, what Walt created and what his staff now create for him. Now he's not here. Um, and I think that that kind of gets me. And it, for me, it's not even always about the, the rides. I, as we've mentioned earlier, we love the shows at Disneyland Paris um, and things like that. And, and today we're going to look at a bit of history about one of the shows actually in the States. Um, in fact, it's actually at three parks, yes, three different ones. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Fantasmic. Um, and, and for me, the reason why I want to talk about that first is because it was actually the first big nighttime spectacular that I ever saw at a Disney park. Yeah. And I think it left quite an impression on me. Um, we won't go into what happened before we <laughs> saw it. No. But, um, but the show itself, I think, stuck around. And, and the last time I we were in Florida, I went and saw it by myself because Sam was only 18 months old at the time. So Lisa and Sam stayed in the hotel room, but I actually made made the exact journey just to go and see that at Hollywood Studios. Um, there wasn't any other reason for me to go. I really wanted to see Fantasmic again. So so looking back at that, um, as I said, it's in three parks, Disneyland, uh, Hollywood Studios, and in Tokyo Sea. Um, but it started. It all started at, at Disneyland way back in 1992. Um, I know that doesn't seem particularly big, uh, such a long time when you consider how long the Disneyland park's been open. I think everybody makes that mistake, though. You say 1992, it's not that long ago. I'm used to thinking of the 90s as just sort of being a couple of years ago, but it's a lot longer than you think. Yeah, it is, but when you consider how long that park's been open... Yeah, I guess. It hasn't been there that long. <coughs> no. Um, based on the, the Rivers of America in, in Disneyland, um, it's actually closed at the moment. Um Due to the, the building of Star Wars Land, um, they've actually had to shorten the river, um, so they've actually had to, to close Fantasmic down for a while. Um, the one we have seen, as I said, Hollywood Studios, um, absolutely amazing, all built on its own lake, um, so it's not disturbed by anything else. Um, and I think, for me, it's, it's not just the show itself, even though the show itself is great, the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, another another friend of the show, uh, Mike Rahman from Be Our Guest, um, he uses that on on his show on a regular basis, and every time I hear it, I'm I'm back in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't doesn't matter where I am, what the weather's like, or what. It always brings a smile to my face. There. I think it's worth mentioning sort of the circumstances of our first viewing of Fantasmic. Paul and I got together in 2008 in the summer and um, it was a bit of a difficult time for me at home because my mother was ill and she didn't want to stay in the UK at Christmas. She wanted to go somewhere warm. She wanted to do something different. She was in the middle of chemotherapy and for the first time ever we decided to go away at Christmas so it was a little bit odd and Paul was living in Watford at the time and had travelled up to Nottingham 
And the first time he met my parents, he must have made a really great impression on them because we were talking about our plans for Christmas and they just turned around and said to him, well, come with us. We're getting a villa. There's enough room. Come with us. And just like that, it was decided that you would. Uh, originally, I was I was only going to go for a week. Yeah. Um, because I, I didn't have any holiday left because during that time that we'd first got together, we actually all went away on holiday with a a load of friends. Yeah. So I'd used quite a bit of holiday already. And at, at that point, it was I was going to fly out for a week. Um, not sure when. We hadn't hadn't really planned no, that. But within that a few far. weeks, I'd actually lost my job. Um, and Got made redundant. Got made redundant, Because, yeah. you know, don't think he's a loser. Don't think he got sacked or anything. <laughs> um, and at that point, it became... I was temping um, to get through. Um, I ended up moving to Nottingham yep. that November um, and due to the fact that I was temping I could actually take as much holiday as I wanted so you came for all of it so didn't I came you? for the full three weeks so that's something I love is that the first time Paul ever went to Disney in any way shape or form was with us my family me I'd been before because I've got a lot of family stateside I'd only ever been to Florida <laughs> um, and I remember going to Disneyland Paris when it was Euro Disney back in 1992 five I think it was another horrific coach trip we won't go into that but um yeah so it was Paul's very first experience and the very first park that we went to as I mentioned was on Boxing Day and at the end of the day uh my mum was in uh she was on a scooter wasn't she yeah. she was um we were sent with a guide because she was classed as disabled um, we were sent with a guide so we got to sit all together which was great because there's quite a few of our family there so we got a decent seat, didn't we? All together. Yeah. And I'll let you take over from there. Yeah, and, and that kind of kind of spurred my love for, for Disney and that's that's kind of why I'm I wanted to talk about that that certain show first. Because yeah. it was alongside the Osborne Family Spectacle of Lights. It was, yes. It was it was the first thing that ever really captured my attention when it came to to Disney really. I'd, I'd attempted to get to Disneyland in California um, when I travelled to Los Angeles by myself a few yeah. years before I started dating Lisa and, and didn't make it. Um, so I'd never had that that kind of affection for Disney until until that trip. And I think that day you did fall in love with Disney, even yeah, though it was it busy, even though it was like hell on earth because it was Boxing Day. It was just first seeing the spectacular, wondrous fantasmic and then coming out of there and stumbling into Osborne Christmas lights we didn't know what they were we'd never been, been there before we were like what is going on and there's a picture somewhere of my mum and there she is bless her on her scooter looking up with her mouth open looking at the lights as if to say what the heck is going on but she fell in love that night with it as well and I remember us all just standing there the whole family looking around and and the look on your face as well it didn't matter that it was busy. It didn't matter that it was so cold. We had to run off and buy mum a jumper, didn't we? A sweatshirt and everything. And when it finished, we were just like, this has been the most magical day ever. Yeah. And I think, as as we said, Fantasmic kind of stood out as well as the, the lights. And just, I think it's a really clever show as well. Cause yes, I do too. They use not only the lake, but they've also got what you can only technically <coughs> call a stage. Yes. Um, that Mickey performs on and, and other characters, a giant dragon comes out <laughs> and things like that. And it's, it just, it really typifies what Disney is about for me. It's a, it's a proper spectacle. 
and and I think that's what what attracts us to yeah. Disney is is the spectacle of what they do. Um, and for me, just to and and to to base it around the mouse that started it all, I think is is the way it should be. And I know people say Hollywood Studios it wasn't ever about that. The same with Epcot, but. It I all think started it should, with all, a mouse. should always be about Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it should always come back to him. It all started with a mouse. And and I, for one, I hope that that show never goes away. For me and Mickey Mouse, there's a reason why he is the most rec- one of the most recognised symbols in the world ever. Who doesn't know that iconic symbol? Um, and another thing... I'm getting more and more bunged up, excuse me. <laughs> um, another thing for me is that people will always talk about how some people don't get the magic at Disney. Some people think it's cheesy. I don't. For me, when you go to these places, the staff, or should I say, sorry, the cast members, they all make it. They put their heart and soul into everything. And it shines through in every single performance of everything that they do. Um the one thing I will say, I don't know if you can get a fast pass for Fantasmic, can you? You can, yes. Yeah, if you can get a fast pass because the stats are a little frightening. When you consider that Hollywood Studios in Florida has um, 75,000 capacity, but the stadium only has 6,900 seats, uh, there's room for a further 3,000 people standing. But basically, the bottom line is that less than 10% of the visitors to the park are getting in that show. If the park was at capacity, obviously. We will say that there is, when the park is busy, there will be two showings a night. Yes, so they do that. You're looking at about 14,000 seats over the yeah. night and about 6,000. Something that you can do that we looked at doing, ultimately we decided against it, but you can actually book a package where you go for a meal ahead of time. What's the, is it Hollywood and Vine? Yes, I believe it yeah. is. Yeah, and then afterwards you've got guaranteed seating in the uh, preferred viewing area for the show. So that might be worth doing it if you want to take the stress out of the situation because, believe me, getting in there and getting back out again, it's stressful. It's very busy, especially when you know that, obviously, nearly 9,000 people will become spilling out the park. And I do find that the area where the theatre is, it does create quite a bottleneck, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like you have to go down and loop back around up to the left and to come back yeah, out of the it's park. Kind of, it's kind of quite a compact area of the park yes it is down at that end of the down at that end of the uh, sunset boulevard because you've got down that end you've got the beauty and the beast stage show yep tower of terror and the aerosmith rock and roller coaster all in that same area where you have to kind of go around yep. to get into phantasmic it is that end of the park and it is quite compact and especially if you're on a busy day you're gonna have people <coughs> queuing for tower of terror um yeah at that time of night, you probably won't have anybody doing um, Beauty and the Beast because it's probably closed by that point. Yeah. But the, the two two are possibly the biggest rides in that park and down in that area, and so it can get quite busy. I actually did, the last time I went, I did actually get a fast pass. Good. We yeah. used our fast passes during the day, and I went back and, yeah. and booked one afterwards. So I did actually use a fast pass, and it was so much easier. I mean, if you want to ha- make sure that you have the best possible time at uh, the studios, Hollywood studios, I would say plan to the tail end of your day around that end. Get your fast passes for the Tower of Terror. Definitely go on it. Definitely go on. Um, go on the Rock and Roller Coaster because it's awesome. Go and see Beauty and the Beast stage show because it's amazing. And then 
when your fast passes run out, if you can, book another one ahead of time to go and see Fantasmic. Or just make sure you've got that one locked down and two others. Spend the rest of your day at that side of the park. Get in, do that show. And then after that, you know, I, I would say if you're not in a rush, stay where you are when it finishes and just let everybody else rush and go crazy. And then you can come out and make your way out the park as it empties and you'll be able to probably see a lot more, to be honest. Yeah. So I never understand that mentality because whenever I go anywhere, I don't try to rush to get up to run to the door to be the first one out. I just sit there and wait and I wait and I wait and I let it get emptier and emptier and emptier because you're going to have a much better time making your way out once everybody else has disappeared and gone. So it is busy. It does get busy. It is stressful. That's uh, I'm not going to go into it, but when we were trying to get into the park, that's the only trouble we've ever had at Disney. You know, a little altercation with people trying to push and shove and we were trying to stay with our family and it got a bit stressful. But the magic of the show took all of that away and it really is a spectacular show. Um, for me, I enjoyed uh, the villains in the show. Yeah, Ursula, the way that's done is very, very clever, Maleficent and everything. But as with Disney, it's the way that they're unable, able to combine the lights, the water, boats. I mean, only Disney could put all those elements together and pull off a fantastic show on a lake with fire. Brilliant. That's yeah. Disney for you. Land of imagination. I think they should change their slogans. Yeah. Lands of imagination. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. It definitely, as I said, it, it stands out as one of those first first real Disney, Disney memories I had. And, uh, and to think that's that's coming up, it's eight years now since I first visited a Disney park. You lucky boy. Eight and, years of me. And look at me now. Look at you now. But, look yeah, at all the I, things that we've done. Yeah, all the parks we've visited. Yeah. This, uh, As we've said, this is, this is going to be about Disney, I think, this podcast. I think so. But we've said on the... <coughs> I did a like an introduction video on the vlog the vlog's never going to be all about Disney. We we aren't close enough to the parks to be able to talk about Disney no, all the time. No. There's going to be other things on that, but I yeah. think with the podcast, we're, we're we'll going to stick with Disney. Disney. Um, so, uh, some of the other parks may leak in here and there yeah. when we're comparing or if something comes exactly. up, if we're, we're visiting one of the other parks, we might might talk about it. We've we've both been annual pass holders at Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah. Um, over the the last ten years, I've been an annual pass holder. What three times now, um, and you twice. Yeah, that's um, true. So it's not like we're we're gonna bombard everybody with Disney all the time. But there will be other things. I mean, if we've got something great happening in the vlog that we think we'll, that you'll enjoy, we'll let you know what's happening with that as well. It isn't just gonna be Disney all the time. The podcast, yes. Yeah. But it's like what we'll say to you right now before we sign off or wind down to sign off is that we've got trips coming up to, uh, we might not live near Disney, but we do live close to Leaveston Studios down in Watford. Um, Paul is from Watford and the studios are literally five minutes away from where his family live. So we are planning to go there a lot, taking some of the special events and everything. We're huge, huge Harry Potter fans. So if you are as well, Look out for that coming up because we've got lots of excursions that way planned. Um, there's a lot where we live that's interesting. We've got other theme parks that we are planning to go to. So it, although our main focus is Disney and when it comes to our holidays, we live and die for Disney and 
you know, trying to figure out, can we get there? Can we get to Florida? No, it's going to be Paris again. That's okay. Can we get back out to California? You know, we've been twice. We'd love to go again. Our lives are about going to work, making the most of that to earn the pennies to decide what Disney thing we're going to do next. It's like Sam um, is going to be four in March. And the day that we've got planned for him, we're going into the local town and taking him to a show with one of his favourite characters. But then he'll be taken to the Disney store and off you go, son. Choose something. Yeah. <laughs> we love going to the Disney store. Just even just going to the Disney store gives us our fix of that magic that we love. Yeah. And plus we get to spend and shop. <laughs> it certainly does. And I'm sure now Sam's so starting to get a bit bigger. There'll be visits to Disney on ice. Yes, oh, definitely. Um, so yep. we'll we'll obviously talk about that and things like that so so yeah and i think on on that note we're uh we're gonna say goodbye um where can they find us okay as i mentioned we are out there on the interwebs we do have the website that um by the way i built so if you like it do check out my other page which is called the website ladyuk.com um I've also built the website for the After Dark Network, the Diz After Dark podcast, Universal After Dark, Pop After Dark. I've built loads of websites and they're re- I do them really, really, really cheap. Mates rates, 50 quid, up and running, brilliant. So have a look at the one that I've built and the one that Paul and I run and put loads of lovely content on. That is uh, www.magical-kingdoms.com. The dash is a hyphen. Um, we're also on Facebook at Kingdom of Walt. Uh, Magical Kingdom of Walt. Ah, I've crossed magi- the wrong one out. Oh, honestly, you cannot get the cast members. <laughs> See what I did there? Anyway, Twitter at Kingdom of Walt. And of course, we're on also on YouTube at Magical Kingdom of Walt. Our introductory video is up on there. We're just about to upload our first video. We just needed Sam to do the little outro with a clapperboard. But Paul's finished in editing it and it's ready to go. So you can find us all over the internet. We're going to have loads more content coming on YouTube. Um, another video that I think that we're going to do very, very soon is uh, one focused on our collections because we've got a house full, full of Disney stuff. We've got a great traditions collection. We've got um, a vinyl Mayshield collection, yeah. haven't we? We've got some pretty sweet artwork as yeah, well. pop finals. Yes, we've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we'll probably do like a collection video coming up very soon. And next time we do a podcast, what do you reckon? I don't know. We'll see what, what there is in the next... What's happening? I'm hoping, so. I'm really, really hoping that I'll be able to wax lyrical about my fantastic Kath Kidson pieces. Yeah. Here's hoping. And also we are at the moment dealing with uh, guest relations at Disneyland Paris because we stayed, as I say, at Cheyenne last time, had a little bit of an issue and they were so lovely we sent them an email explaining the issue they sent a gigantic Mickey Mouse through the post for Sam in an effort to inject some magic back into our lives and they also said next time you book, chat to us we'll see what we can do so who knows, we'll let you know what guest relations come up with to uh, keep things even more yeah. magical and and on the vlog there there'll be some some videos of my my training for yes I'm returning to Disneyland Paris in September for uh, the half marathon again this year they've introduced a 10k as well on the Saturday so my plan now lays at a 5k on Friday night a 10k Saturday morning and the half on Sunday which so, I think is amazing so 
there'll be a lot of uh, training videos kind of explaining where I am, whether I've done any races. I've got at least two more half marathons planned for next year yep. as, as warm-ups, um, possibly three now Now where I've realised one of my training runs in, in January is actually a 13-miler. I actually go above 13 miles. <laughs> Just on this. the 13 yeah, miles. I actually go above 13 <laughs> miles on this training plan. I've actually got to get up to 17 miles at one stage. But the 13 miles actually lands on a weekend that there's a half marathon that I'd quite like to run. Um, so there <laughs> could, could possibly be three half marathons that I'm doing um, next year. So I would just like to say something on the subject of Paul's running. If you go onto our website, magical-kingdoms.com, uh, on the top menu, there is a Run Disney section. If you click on that and have a read, um, it's Paul's half marathon report from the Wine and Dine half marathon that he did in November 2014 when we were in Florida. I have to say, have to mention this because the day of the race and the night before, Paul had been so, so poorly. All three of us were ill um, and it looked like all of his training and all of his planning might turn out to be for nothing because he wasn't well enough to run. And I cannot tell you all how proud I was of him that he went out there and he did that, not at peak strength, having been ill and he was very drained and had very little sleep. It rained on the night um, and he still went out there and he did it and he completed his first half marathon and he wrote up a report about that. Go and read it. It's absolutely fantastic what he's written. It's so informative and for all you runners out there, you know, that you're going to do your first run and you're looking for a bit of inspiration and you're thinking, you know, maybe I can't do it. Here's someone that really, against all odds, managed to finish that race. And I'll never forget, um, he's got a little chip that he put on his shoe and I was awake and I was able to track him and see, you know, when he checked in with his chip each time, how he was doing. And this is like the early hours of the morning for me. And I was like frantic to make sure, is he all right? Is he going to make it? And I cannot tell you the relief when he passed that finish line. I was so overjoyed for him. And um, he came home. I'd run, well, back to the hotel room. I'd run him a bath ready. And, you know, he'd got his little foil blanket and everything. But you've never seen somebody look so happy of what, about what they'd achieved. And it really was an achievement. And the next day in the parks... He was wearing his Run Disney shirt and his medals and he kept seeing loads of other people out there that had done the same and they were wearing the medals, all congratulating one another. And I was so proud of him. I cannot even begin to tell you. So if you're out there in your training and you think you can't do it, honestly, have a read of Paul's write-up because it makes fantastic reading. You get quite emotional when I read that. Yeah. And as I said, there'll be plenty of videos in the next, next yeah, year. Yeah, about his training about and everything. training and everything. Um, so... So that's it for, for this podcast. Um, you can find me. You can find me everywhere. Um, <laughs> Universal After Dark, Diz After Dark, Pop After Dark on occasion, Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, I'm the host on that. Confusion, I'm a co-host. You can find me on those. And and that's it. I'm, and we'll be back in, in about a month's time. So yes. keep we'll be on sound, dreaming. We'll be sounding better in about a month's yeah, time. Yeah, we will. So, yeah, keep on dreaming. And next time there'll be no coughing or bunged up noses. And we look forward to bringing you loads more lovely stuff. So say it again, honey. Keep on dreaming. <laughs>